Okay, and we're rolling live. Studio C, dining room, kitchen, studio. And they're off. Uh, the 5,000th prototype episode of uh, Studio C podcast starts now. Now. And it's uh, the week of September 11th. Uh, 18 years ago, um, September 11th happened. Uh, where were you at, Nick, when that happened? Uh, it went down. Yeah, I was in uh, I was in Mr. McAllister's sixth grade class at Mary Feaser Elementary School in Elkhart, Indiana. Elkhart. The Mary Feaser Hurricanes. They were a powerhouse. In the- uh, Mary Feaser's mascot, a natural disaster. Where was I the day of a horrible... Not unnatural disaster, September 11, 2001. Yeah, so sixth grade, huh? Yeah, I, uh, I was 12 or maybe 11 and a half, probably, okay. going on 12. Yeah, I was uh, at H2O Sushi. Uh, we just opened. So we opened. Uh, when did we open? I was thinking we opened in September. So it was right after we opened. Mm-hmm. And uh, I called my business partner. This is pre-cell phones, mm-hmm. pre-you know, so we weren't getting updates. He hadn't turned his TV on yet that day, and I called him. I said, "Do you think we should be open today?" He's like, "What are you talking about?" And I said, "Turn on your TV." So you know, that's that's how long ago it was that we didn't wow. have cell phones. You didn't get those. You know, you you weren't in tune to what was happening the way we are now. Yeah, you know, with social media and everything. You know, if something like that happened now, there'd probably be six hundred videos of it. You know. Absolutely. So, did you guys open that day? We did, and it was pretty cool. Um, in, in it was a great day, huh? Yeah, it, was, it was one of the best days. Of you guys, <laughs> you guys heard it. Greg Hardesty yes. loves September 11th. Yep. <laughs> Birth of Juliet and Gloria, marrying Susan, 9/11. Those were all oh, great. Oh man, days. great day. No, but it was a, it was it was actually a very interesting day because for whatever reason, like I said, H2O was brand new, and we opened it up, and it became sort of a. a a place for people to gather. Um, it, it was like you could tell people wanted to just get away from their oh, cool. stinking TVs yeah. and just get away and like re- yeah. get back to normal life. Um, so it was really it was kind of, it was kind of a cool social experience that night. Uh, that, that, uh, that's great. That uh, happened. So yeah, but um, yeah, 18 years ago. That's it's uh, hard to believe. Somebody born in 2001 is an 18 year old human being. Yes out in the world today yes yeah wow it's yeah. crazy yeah my uh my daughter was born in 2001 so boom yeah you got one yeah so so what's going on this week at studio c okay so a lot of public lunches and dinners keyword public because we wanted to change from saying pop-up all the time yes um a couple reasons for that uh pop-up to me is Overused, uh-huh. and this isn't really a pop up because a pop up is generally somewhere else. You take it on the road and you pop it up somewhere, and, and so we're not taking anything on the road. So mm-hmm. it just didn't seem right to me to call it a pop up. So we're going with public dinner for now. Public dinner, and they're open to the public, specifically lunches, dinners. We require you to still like email us, uh, contact at a culinary studio.com, or even DM us on Instagram uh, to reserve how many seats you'd like for the dinner. Or also, if you just want more information, like what we think we'll be cooking with that night or what wines we have for offering, uh, yeah, just reach out to us via email or direct message. But we got lunches Wednesday, September 11th. 
That night, we'll have a public dinner that evening. Uh, Thursday, September 12th, we'll have a public dinner as well. And these dinners, we like to offer seatings at 6.30 or 7.30. And then finish the week by having a, a really great big Friday lunch, uh, 11 to 2.30 p.m. for our lunches. Oh, hey, Floyd. But so Wednesday lunch, what are we looking at menu-wise? Uh, we've got three or four things on the menu for Wednesday. We are going to do uh, a pork tenderloin sandwich. And what's unique about this is um, someone came in last week, um, a woman, uh, wanted to know if she could use the studio to bake bread in. Um, just on an occasion, you know, not every day or anything like that. And I said, sure, you know, it's something we could consider. Um, because that's what I want Studio C to be, is a place for people to be able to create, you know, whether it's bread or what I'm doing or uh, artists or whatever. Um, so anyways, she brought the bread in a sample in today, and it was amazing. It's, it's amazing bread. So she's going to bake me uh, three focaccia uh, loaves or loaves of, I guess it's sheets of focaccia. Uh, on Wednesday and we're going to make the pork tenderloin sandwich on there. So it's a collaborative effort, um, kind of fun, uh, bringing in somebody else's, uh, you know, passions into the, into the mix. It's kind of fun. So, so we're going to do that pork tenderloin sandwich. We're going to do um, um, some sort of a stir fry, I think, with uh, some chicken. Um, not really sure where, where we're going with that, but I'm working on it in my head. And then the Last one is going to be a barbecued, uh, or a, like a Korean barbecue pork burrito. So that's that should be uh, interesting. Again, I don't know what the hell that's going to be either. But a Korean uh, burrito. Yeah, a Korean burrito, just like everybody. Let your imagination mm -hmm. take you. Whatever you think a Korean burrito might entail. Kimchi. Yeah. So I'm going to get some kimchi in there and this pork that I stewed real low and slow in. Um, um, I braised it in a bunch of soy sauce and star anise. Um, and uh, a little ginger and sugar, and it's 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 really amazing. So should make a great burrito. Uh, are we gonna do something with a Caesar salad this week, Greg? Um, yeah, that's right. I forgot about the Caesar salad. Okay. Um, we, yeah, we are gonna do a, a chicken Caesar salad as well, because um, those other dishes are maybe just a little bit uh, a little bit goofy. Um, you know, a Korean burrito and whatnot. So I wanted to uh, have something on there that anybody could could uh, you know associate with or, or feel comfortable with ordering. So, so yeah, we're gonna do that too, Nick. People, people love chicken Caesar salads. Caesar salad, yeah, I should say. They I mean, do. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Why is that? I, well, great, great a question for the ages, for the sages of the ages. But I don't know. I mean, it's such a substantial salad it's certainly never a salad that someone I don't think they ever feel unfilled after consuming mm -hmm. a Caesar salad yeah. maybe unfulfilled unfulfilled well that's <laughs> but that's something else entirely that they're not getting yes from their chicken Caesar salad yeah uh, but I don't know the the savory saltiness of anchovy you know that's the key that's what i was asking for because that's the reason that's the that's the answer to the question it's the anchovy nobody thinks they like anchovies but oh, no, anchovies are amazing amazing forms of umami um, they're just f packed full of flavors so that's why you like caesar it's not the chicken
do you believe the uh, Italian immigrant restaurateur Caesar Cardini invented the Caesar salad back in 1924? That's supposedly in Tijuana, right? Have you ever heard that story? In Tijuana? In Tijuana, Mexico. I would imagine it would have been like at some bar kitchen in like New Orleans or New York. or It was in Tijuana, Tijuana Mexico. Tijuana, Mexico. Let's look it up okay. here. Okay. Where they invented the Caesar salad in Tijuana, Mexico. I had no idea. I knew the guy's name, though, because it was a very memorable Goodfellas supporting character name, Caesar Cardini or whatever. Cesar Cardini. Invented in 1924, Tijuana, okay. Baja, California. Wow. There you go. So, guys, Caesar salads, Mexican food, time together. Yes. Start promoting it. If you're going to open up a Mexican restaurant, better have a damn good Caesar salad. Yeah, throw some jalapenos in there and make it. Oh, that'd be Spicy. great. I've never had a Caesar salad with jalapenos. That'd be delicious, though. I know. I think we might do it on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how this works Have here. you ever had a Caesar salad with, like, a poached egg on it? No. Okay. Not bad in concept, but I've only had it once before. It was, like, way too much. Yeah. Right. That yolk popped, weighed everything down. Yeah. Because it was already a very heavily dressed salad to begin yeah. with. And there's already egg in the dressing. So there I is think. egg in the that, dressing. Uh, this brings up... Uh, it doesn't need more protein. No. Necessarily, the Caesar salad. Yeah, that, that brings up kind of a, a problem I have with poached eggs. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Let's that talk. is they don't make everything better. They sure don't. But they are, are used as if this will make everything better. It's kind of like saying bacon makes everything better. Well, a yeah. poached egg doesn't make everything better, and I yeah. get tired of seeing chefs put poached eggs on stuff. So there you have it. Yeah, poached eggs. Yeah. No Let's dial eggs. it back, folks. Dial it back on the poached eggs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bacon, too. Uh, yeah. You know what? Peanut butter. Dial a, back the peanut butter, too. No, too I don't know. I was trying to think of more things that people are overdoing too much. And there's so many of them, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. What, you know what another one might be? And I'm guilty of it. Is, is hummus. Hummus. Hummus might be getting a little tired. Oh, I don't I know don't, if tired, okay. hummus can be, ever be tired, but I'm getting a little yeah, tired Yeah, but it. it's not like we're utilizing hummus as an extra dollop on something. It's, uh, if you haven't come to like a public dinner or really just had dinner at Studio C at all this summer, Studio C steak sauce is Greg's hummus. So whether we're making a flat iron steak, you know, a, a nice lean cut or a real juicy melt in your mouth ribeye, uh, tenderloin-like uh, filet, I mean, hummus with a little bit of olive oil and then a crunchy little celery salad or some kind of like pickled veg jardinier on top take the red meat dip it in there that's been our steak sauce we've been offering and promoting and i think it's fantastic and i don't feel like we've been overdoing it greg i just feel like you've no. been doing it a lot yeah, so yeah true. you are kind of, it's not new and interesting to you yes. anymore. yeah and 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 i just and i mean it by I'm looking at menus of other restaurants, and it's on just about every menu now, you know? Uh, and and um, I'm trying to think what the last thing like that was. Um, uh, it'll come to me, because I thought of it the other day, and I don't know what it, because I was thinking the hummus is just like this. When I was bitching about having to make hummus, I think. Huh, when I okay. was, was thinking about it. But uh, no, you know, it's just, it's, it's a messy process. You yeah. know, it's, uh, 
Uh, but I, I do I do enjoy it, and and with the meat, it's it's phenomenal. Um, and people people literally come up after the meals, you know, as they're leaving, and they're like, "You're right. That, that's just an, it's just a crazy, amazing flavor." Um, so if you haven't tried it, try it. It's great. Oh, um, what was I going to say about Caesar salads again? I'm still not done with Caesar salads. But have you ever had a Caesar salad that had way too much anchovy? Um, yeah, I think I have. Okay. I've, I've made it before myself, you know, and, and you know, it just sometimes it gets away with you. There's that fine balance where you're trying to get as much of that good out of the anchovies and you add one too many. And that's, that's, that's part of the fun of cooking for me is finding that, that fine line. Do you feel like if somebody experiences that in a Caesar salad, that can like turn them off with the Caesar salad altogether, oh. you know, kind of just like a like a raw egg or like a bad oyster kind of a thing like my god way too much anchovy yeah yeah that first experience can um, i've seen that happen with people with sushi you know where they'll they haven't had it and they they go to a place and the sushi is cut really big the rolls and then they try to pop one piece in their mouth and they're overwhelmed by the rice and it's just such a horrible experience that it turns them against sushi and, and i'm you know so hopefully that doesn't happen it is also just a little weird to just have one bad experience and let it just completely control <laughs> your yeah. pleasure going out to eat for the rest of your life, right? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, why do that? Why do that? Why, why do limit that? yourself? Why limit yourself? Don't be afraid. Get out there, try some things, try some things twice. Yeah, you have to, God, you have to try things multiple times, people, until you really even know what it is you like. Yeah. Well, anyway, sweet sounds exciting. Yeah. Kimchi burrito, pork tenderloin sandwich. Yes. On focaccia, not a bun. So it's going to be really cool. And I think what we're going to do is uh, season, you know, how focaccia usually has a flavor. If it's rosemary or rosemary garlic or just herbs or whatever, onion. A lot of times they'll saute some onions, caramelized onions. Uh, we're going to do this one with cumin. So mm. we'll see how that works. Uh, focaccia... I think could arguably be one of the better sandwich breads. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, I think this is, this is meant to be this week because we've had this conversation about focaccia. We've yeah. talked about making focaccia and the fact that neither one of us knows how to make focaccia, so we wanted to work on it, right? So, ironically, this woman brings in this bread today and it wasn't focaccia, but I tried the bread mm -hmm. and we start talking about focaccia and she loves to make focaccia, so now we're having focaccia. I'm not going to say that word anymore. Fakakta Fakasha. <laughs> You're at Studio C. Um, but yeah, there's just something about the give in biting into a sandwich made with fakasha. It's, it's flexible. It has it, elasticity. That's the key. It has elasticity. It gives in to you. You're not like biting and tearing into it like a dog over some artisan piece of firm sourdough that is just like going to rip the guts of the sandwich out all over your plate or who am I kidding who eats a sandwich over a plate I certainly don't anyway but yeah focaccia get into it it's great but anyway we're done talking about focaccia and lunches and all this week uh, just hopefully see you Wednesday afternoon 11 to 2.30 and definitely Friday and if you and the lady or partner Got a sitter, maybe have Wednesday or Thursday night free. See you this week for dinner. Um, 
but yeah, I think I think this is good. I don't think we talk on and on and on and on, Greg. What do you think? Uh, no, I think we're uh, we're considerate of people's times. We just want to get the message out. What's happening in Studio C? I almost said recess there. I still do that. <laughs> uh, what's happening at Studio C? And uh, that's that's the point of this podcast so far. And then. As we decide what the point of our podcast will be, we'll, we'll develop that. But right now, it's just to let you folks know what's going on in Studio C. All right. Happy September 11th. Bye-bye.